Hey, welcome back to Safe Talk with Safe Start. I'm Tim Page Bodarf, your host. We're going to change things up here on Safe Talk, and we're going to occasionally go to turn this podcast into a training tool. The stories, all of you know about our storytelling. You know about some of the storytelling from your people and some of the consultants you've had on site, but it's the fuel that propels Safe Start. And so from time to time, we're going to bring you our stories. And sometimes it's our personal stories or even stories that have inspired us or they were just so memorable for us as a consulting team. So in short, training fodder is designed for you to use to supplement your own training. So here's the format that we're going to follow. We're going to share our stories. Then we're going to give you an opportunity to pause the podcast. And the reason why we want you to pause the podcast is to have a group discussion around the state error pattern and maybe perhaps the critical error reduction techniques that you could use or could have been used at the time. Then we're going to come back and review the state to error pattern and those certs to see how your group did. So are you ready for the first one? Let's tell a story from me. I don't know if you guys knew this, but I own a boat. Love owning the boat. But I've also learned that the two favorite days of boat ownership is the day you buy it and the day you sell it. And you could throw in all the cliches and acronyms, bust out another thousand, which is, of course, what the term boat means. So let me tell you a story of a boat incident that occurred on a dock. Not even a dock. It's actually the loading ramp at the local lake here where I live. And, of course, all the jokes aside, I know you're probably thinking, Tim lives in Arizona. Does he really have a lake he could put his boat into? I could just hear Jack Jackson say, what creek did you put it in? (laughs) Anyways, I digress. I was on the boat ramp and this area where you back your boat into the water. And the ramp is where I've made mistakes before. Now, as you get in, there's this long line of people that are waiting to get down to the boat ramp. And once you get on the boat ramp, you back your truck and your trailer into the water, and then you pull off and go you, you go park somewhere. And so some people will pull in, and then they start to get their boat ready right there on the ramp. And it is a source of frustration because sometimes they're slow, sometimes they're fast, and of course, with all the people that are waiting to get on the lake, you just want to get in there, get a parking spot, because if you don't get there before 9 o'clock here in Arizona, you won't get a spot. And that, for, that means basically they close the ramp and you're not allowed to pull your boat in. So whether you get in there or not, finding a parking spot, it could be a mile away by the time you figure out that you can get back to your boat when somebody comes to pick you up. So with all this stuff in mind, you're waiting in line, you get into the boat ramp area and you finally get to a spot where you could pull in so you could start getting your truck and trailer ready to, to lower the boat down into the water. So with the frustration of having to wait in line, there is a moment for me, I finally got to a a spot to pull up into the boat ramp so I could start getting the truck and trailer ready to back up. And now I had the whole family with me. I had my wife and I had my kids and um, even had my dad. Now my dad was a professional bass fisherman. He did all this work back in Illinois with boats. So he's very familiar with launching a boat. But he's also very cool about just letting things, you know, happen and coaching you along the way. And so I've backed the boat in many, many times. And so you could probably imagine there was one state already there. 
And, of course, there was a long line of people waiting for me, and I could just see all those folks waiting to get into the boat ramp, leaning out their window like I was with that look of disdain. So with all these people watching and my family already loaded up into the boat, my wife, who loves to launch the boat, said, I'm ready to go. She gave me the double thumbs up, and, of course, I'm ready to go, too. So I start to lower, or in other words, back the boat down the ramp, with our truck and trailer. I did it perfectly. Straight down the ramp, no zigzag, no jackknifing. And of course, now the boat, three quarters of the way into the water. The trailer gets to a very specific spot. I like the water on the back tire of my truck just to barely touch the tip of the rim. That's where I know I feel like I'm in a good spot. And so I said, okay, good to go. Put on the parking brake. And my wife begins to try to launch the boat. (laughs) The boat's not going. The boat's not moving. I said, did you give it a full throttle? She's like, no, it's not moving at all. And all of a sudden, I feel the truck start to (laughs) go slower into the water. And I look at the tires, and now the tires, basically the water is midway up the back tire. And so here I am thinking, oh, boy, something's wrong. Something's not budging right i just don't know what it is i i release the chain on the front so that's good to go should be able to back up and lo and behold she puts a little bit more throttle and of course it snaps away and of course this is a no wake area so with her full throttle she's jamming the trailer back and the trailer releases and the boat releases and now the trailer is you know let go and the boat is now backing out you know, I take a good look at this, and I'm like, I have no, I have no idea what this is all about. So <laughs> truck and trailer come out. I'm good to go. I go find a parking spot. And, of course, it's at the further distance because it's a little later in the day, and I'm not happy about that. But I pull into a spot, and I see at the back of the trailer, the two trailer straps are still there. <laughs> they broke. They actually tore away. And I have to say, I I forgot to take the trailer straps off. What's even worse is that the boat's in the water now. And with my haste to get the boat down the ramp and off into a parking spot with the truck and trailer, I forgot to put the plug in the bottom of the boat as well. We end up going into a dock area. We find a, a dock parking spot at the restaurant down at the marina. Um, I jump into the water, get underneath the boat, put the plug in. I was able to do that under the water. Of course, a couple of breaths. Um, my daughter and her, my niece, uh, her cousin, they, they get out of the boat. They go wait in line at the marina. It was a very busy, busy day. And they actually had trailer straps, which I'm grateful for. And so chalk it up. Nothing happened. Boat, uninjured. Trailer, uninjured. Nobody got hit by any breaking straps. The boat. In the bilge pump, we were able to pump out the water that got into the area. Anyways, could it have been worse? Yes, very much so. Um, I could have had my wife drag the trailer and the truck into the lake, and that's happened there at that dock before. So yeah, and of course it could have hit, it could have hit it could have hit me um, those straps. Or it could have hit anybody in the boat. Obviously, there are people in the boat, so it was weighed down. And I forgot to take the straps off. So I was just trying to chalking it up to the weight of the boat um, and not fessing up until, of course, I saw the broken trailer straps when I parked the truck and the trailer. 
So what we'd like for you to do is pause now and take a few moments to review that story. What you need to do is with your group of people, just go ahead and review the state to error pattern that I made and then any critical error reduction techniques that I could have used at that spot. And we'll come back here in just a minute after you pause. So how did you do? You might have come up with some different answers than I did. Now let me give you my answers. For the state to error pattern, I already gave you kind of a clue that I was complacent going down the ramp. I was also in a hurry because there were people waiting, and I just don't like people waiting on me. I'm just that way. I, I do the same thing when I get into a fast food drive through I, I want to know that order before we get to the ordering station because there's people waiting. And, of course, if I didn't learn one thing from my good friend Chris LaSalle, you got to take your time on that ramp. And so, yes, I was rushing and a bit of frustration waiting on all the other people, which, of course, was a cyclical thing because of all the people. And I'm sure they were looking at me knowing that I forgot to take the trailer straps off. So there's the states. How about the errors? Eyes and mind not on task? Oh, of course. Maybe line of fire. Now, the potential for those straps breaking and hitting somebody, were it's the, the potential energy was pretty high. So what critical error reduction techniques do you think I could have used? And through your conversation, I, I get it. Self-trigger on rushing and frustration, for sure. And if you said fatigue, I totally understand. But I wasn't necessarily tired that morning, but maybe fatigue just waiting around because there's mental fatigue there. Analyzing close calls, there have been times where I had to stop for a second and go, did I take the straps off? And of course, this was a close call and work on safety-related habits. And now it's a habit for me. Um, and ironically, after this story, I was able to get a marina slip and I'm very thankful for that because the more I get onto that ramp and the more I get frustrated, the more opportunities to have a problem. So how did you guys do? You might have come up with some different answers than I did and that's okay. But the point of a really good safe start story is to get us thinking about the state to error pattern and those critical error reduction techniques. Of course, you always ask the question, could it have been worse? And what could you have done to avoid that potential in the future? And in this case, it cost me time and money and nobody got hurt. So when we're thinking about human factors, obviously our awareness goes up. With awareness going up, mistakes, including those that get us hurt, they go down. So just a quick reminder, keep working on those safety-related habits, and that's the best way to talk about complacency. Or in other words, it helps compensate for complacency. Now remember, complacency is directly tied to mind not on task, which of course is the most common state-to-error pattern. But when you're not thinking, you want your habits to be as safe as possible. So that's our time for today. I want to thank you and yours. And I'm Tim Page Botter, and on behalf of the Safe Talk with Safe Stars team, we say thank you for spending some time with us today. We'll see you down the road.